On today's show, FCA could face massive fines over diesel emissions. Automakers and suppliers join forces to fight against hackers getting into cars. And Lincoln is going to axe the MKZ. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. FCA warned its shareholders yesterday that it is under investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and several states' attorneys general. It's all about potential cheating on diesel emission controls. The EPA is accusing FCA of using software controls that allow those engines to exceed pollution limits under certain operating conditions. More specifically, the EPA says that FCA failed to notify it of eight auxiliary emission control devices on Grand Cherokees and Ram pickups with its three-liter diesel engines. Here's our Autoline Insight. FCA says its engines meet all emission standards, and that's probably true. But in certain situations, like in very hot or cold temperatures, or under heavy loads, the engines are allowed to briefly exceed emission limits. But the rules are kind of vague as to how long or by how much you can exceed them. What got FCA into hot water is that it did not notify the EPA of when and where these devices kick in. Now that is not at all the same as Volkswagen's deliberate deception plan. Nonetheless, FCA faces fines of up to $4.6 billion if it is found guilty. The MKZ was the first model to come out when Ford launched its effort to revive the Lincoln brand back in 2012. But Auto Forecast Solutions reports that it will be dropped from the Lincoln lineup in late 2019 when it reaches the end of its current design cycle. The MKZ is made at Ford's Hermosillo plant in Mexico, but Ford is moving production of the Focus to that plant and there won't be any room for the MKZ. It was supposed to move to Ford's plant in Flat Rock, Michigan, but that plant already builds the Mustang and Continental and is slated to make Ford's electric and autonomous cars, so there wasn't any room there either. Lincoln is now going to concentrate its resources on crossovers and SUVs, since that's where the market's going anyway. Coming up next, we got more details on the revival of the Renault Alpine. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Yen Feng, experience in motion. The famous French sports car maker Alpine has not produced a car since 1995, but Renault revived the brand several years back, and now we're getting a look at the first production model. Well, sort of. If you flash back to a year ago, you might remember that Alpine showed off a concept car called the Vision. This new car, called the A110, is nearly identical to that concept. Not that that is a bad thing. We're really digging the styling, which is a throwback to the A110s of the 60s and 70s. Alpine is not releasing many details about the new production car, other than that it features a full aluminum platform and upper body. The A110 will make its debut in Geneva, and hopefully Alpine can hit its target and start selling the car in Europe this year with other markets to follow sometime after that. Feels like we've heard about putting solar panels on cars forever, but now they seem to be reaching reality. 
Last year, Toyota announced it developed a full solar roof panel for the Japanese version of the Prius Prime plug-in. Now we're learning that Panasonic is making that panel, and it has released a bit more about it. The panel is capable of producing 180 watts of electricity, and according to Toyota, it can add 3.7 miles of range by recharging the battery while the car is parked. That's not much range, but recharging the battery is not its primary function. Instead, the panel is mainly used to power accessories on the car, and that, in turn, reduces the load on the engine. No word on pricing, but the last panel used on the Prius in Japan was a $2,000 option. Autonomous cars are never going to happen if they're going to be vulnerable to hackers. Coming up next, we'll tell you how the auto industry is dealing with this threat. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. Whether it's on television, online, or through social media, AutoLine knows how to effectively get your marketing message to the people you want to reach. Contact Stacy Eman today. Passenger cars are not the only vehicles that face tougher fuel economy standards. Heavy-duty trucks have to do their part, too. That's why Volvo Trucks developed a battery hybrid semi. During long-haul driving, Volvo estimates that the setup will allow the engine to be shut off for up to 30% of the driving time. Depending on the truck and the drive cycle, this could save between 5 and 10% in fuel. The truck can travel about 10 kilometers, that's about 6 miles, in full electric mode. This concept is also equipped with an advanced version of Volvo Truck's driver assistance system called IC, which was specifically designed for the hybrid powertrain. It analyzes upcoming topography to determine the most economical and efficient choice between the diesel engine and the electric motor, as well as the optimal time to use the recovered energy. Cybersecurity is such a high-priority issue with automakers that a couple of years ago they banded together to form the Auto ISAC, or Automotive Information Sharing and Analysis Center. It allows the companies to pool their resources against hackers. For example, if they discover threats or some new forms of hacking, or if they come up with ways to block it, they'll share that information immediately. The Auto ISAC is already big, and it's getting bigger. Bosch, Cooper Standard, Honeywell, Hyundai Mobis, Lear, LG Electronics, and NXP Semiconductors just joined the anti-hacking group. And it sure is impressive to see this kind of cooperation from so many automakers and suppliers. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.